0: podcast
1: episode oh no we got we we, we got
0: another email i know we look we'll get fuck man oh sorry it's episode number 100 it's It's episode 146 i'm your usual host jared and i'm joined today by mr michael mahoney hey hey hey, everybody i have mr doug wilson i have mr lucio lorenzino hey 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 and i should mention that today's episode is filmed before a live studio audience
2: so what number what number is this episode uh did i or, what is this number what number brings us this episode
0: uh this episode is brought to you by the number six That's a good episode yeah it's a good uh it's a good number, good number good number to sponsor an episode uh paid for by a generous grant by someone on patreon so
3: thank you to them here's to you someone on patreon
0: yeah you'll be listening to something soon and you could even listen to that something before you. Li- now this is getting too confusing. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's yeah, just, just let's get started. Uh, we did get an email. Do you want to lead with that? Should we talk about that first? Let's talk about the email. Okay, let me pull it up here. Uh, so you guys remember we got that email last week um, regarding the the hair situation, and uh, so we we have a follow
3: up there actually. Well, more succinctly, you might remember Jay was kidnapped.
0: Well, yeah, Jay Jay was kidnapped apparently. Uh, this this email says you have failed to deliver the rubles. Now your friend has paid the ultimate price. I needed that money to fund my next game. I mean, what? This is not about your silly video games. I don't even know what those are. Next time, play ball or something far worse happens to your Jay. I promise, and I almost always make do on my promises. And then they sent me a picture of, uh, I guess, the hair. Uh, in a sink, and there's a little, bit of, a little bit of blood here, but they quickly clarify, and I know that may look like blood, but it isn't. It's from a chicken that I made. I am just a humble video game auteur, after all. I clean my chicken in the washroom because Her Majesty's revenue and customs confiscated my kitchen. How do I prep the chicken, you ask? I boil it in my goddamn bath. So, there's no new demand, so I think everything worked out great. That's the message that I'm taking away from this email.
1: Um. What I want to know, Peter Molyneux, is why have you kidnapped Jay?
0: Okay, now, you're being presumptuous. We don't know that this is Peter Molyneux.
1: It's definitely Peter Molyneux.
2: It, why would not, he ask not for any. rubles, then?
0: I mean, it does sound like him when he says, I almost always make do on my promises. But if right. it was Peter Molyneux... That doesn't sound like him at all. I was going to say... He's
1: also, he's also a humble video game auteur. he's he from England because he says, His Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs confiscated his chicken.
3: Oh, well, Sherlock fucking Holmes. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I Aren't there any other countries out there that are mismanaged by a female monarch? Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Other people have queens. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm seriously asking. I don't know. The queen I of mean, Burma. most of them also have kings
1: if they have queens.
0: Now, do I have to Google this? What countries have queens? That's a lot of buttons to push.
2: Our, his country used to have a queen, but then he died.
0: Oh, <laughs> what countries have queens? All right, do you guys really want to know? Do you actually want to know? No. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, England. Oh wait, I think uh, I think it actually. I mean, technically, apparently Queen Elizabeth rules over multiple countries.
1: Right, she rules over the, in the United Kingdom. You fucking ugh.
2: right, right. With an
3: iron fist. <laughs> uh well no this so I, this has i her... suppose it could be a canadian or an australian let's see here king
0: yeah these are all kings uh she's the no wait queen denmark queen Margreth margreth the second don't she, they have a king in place though as well uh it doesn't mention one so oh. no so i'm saying no yeah go ahead and google it so we basically just turned this podcast into a research session is what's happening i'm
1: telling you it's more than you
0: all right. If you say so. I don't think so. I think you're jumping no. to conclusions. And I feel you're like... Right.
3: She is the sole monarch of Denmark.
0: I feel like that would be too obvious of a twist or a lack of a twist. I feel like we need a twist. We need it to be... Uh, no, because
1: it's like when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got, got uh, lazy with Sherlock Holmes and everybody was Moriarty. It's the same thing.
0: I'm, I'm just going to throw in there to be contrarian. And I'm going to say that I think this is Kelly Harper, creator of Momentum. I think he's kidnapped... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kidnapped Jay, and I think he's cut all of his hair off.
3: He's throwing us on a wild goose chase with his majesties and his chickens.
0: Classic Kelly. So, um, anyway, that's where my money's going.
1: You guys want to talk about some news?
0: Oh,
3: Jonathan Blow. We also made fun of him. Oh, yeah. It
1: could be Jonathan Blow. He does not look like the kind of crazy fucker that would kidnap someone.
3: It was that asymmetrical horror game we shat on last year. Wasn't that from Denmark?
1: Oh. No, it was Dutch, I think. Wasn't it?
3: uh
0: the flock is that the one yeah yeah that's the one that that was dutch that was that was some little wood shoe wearers that made that one well fuck those guys too yep take that unless
1: unless everybody knows the dutch have never done anything violent
0: yeah suck it dutch people
1: (laughs) (laughs) suck my dutch balls
0: so so um oh god how do you begin a conversation about bethesda Uh, well let's just do it (laughs) let's just do it just like that uh Bethesda has announced today that they are changing their policy relating to uh how they handle the press and the media. And what I was saying in our in our group chat is that I feel like they've kind of taken the wrong uh message away from Doom and the success that it had. And uh, I I want to read their statement uh exactly
1: do oh, because it's very interesting. Do
0: you want me to read the whole blog or just the snippet that I sent over earlier?
1: No, no, it's never that you sent over earlier. Let's see. I think that tells you all you need to know.
0: So it says, earlier this year, we released Doom. We sent review copies to arrive the day before launch, which led to speculation about the quality of the game. Since then, Doom has emerged as a critical and commercial hit and is now one of the highest rated shooters of the past few years. Just interesting tidbit here. They don't say best selling. They say highest rated, but whatever. Uh, With the upcoming launches of Skyrim Special Edition and Dishonored 2, we will continue our policy of sending media reviews uh, one day before release. While we will continue to work with media streamers and YouTubers to support their coverage both before and after release, we want everyone, including those in the media, to experience our games at the same time. So... Oh yeah, that's true. It uh our our studio audience did point out that it does say critical and commercial hit. So so I suppose they are they are covering all their bases
1: there. Anyway, what do you what do you guys think? Uh I think it's good for us, but buffer for consumers.
0: Right. So the thing about us is that we're not getting copies of these games anyway. So, right, so the idea of them waiting uh to deliver them to the to the general media public means that we're actually just almost on equal footing. Having said that, I still would not expect our Dishonored 2 review to come out at the same time as, say, like IGN's. Um... But right. You never.
1: So they're they're not paying us for this either. So you know well, we have real jobs.
0: One guy how, is. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like if you have to crunch playing a game to review it, I feel like you kind of always enjoy it less anyway. That's true. Um. And so I mean, I probably I think Dishonor Two comes out on a Friday. I'm not sure if I'm yeah. taking it or if you're taking. One of us is taking it. Um. It depends on what happens with Watchdogs 2, But either way, long story short, it comes out on a Friday. So I mean it's totally reasonable to say that like I could bust that out the following Saturday and have a review up Sunday, but I don't think I would have very much fun playing the game. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think that by like hour five or hour six, I'd be really looking to stop and, uh, and not being able to can be frustrating. So
1: yeah. Plus, you know, life instead, you know, so yeah, positive other things.
0: Like I said, positive effect for us, uh, but kind of a negative effect for the consumer. Um, so I, I don't think
1: this is going to affect uh, Dishonored or, or Skyrim too much. What I want to know is what happens when they release like a real stinker, like a uh, um, Evil Within or something like that.
0: Right, or, or like I mentioned Brink earlier, um, because yeah. Evil Within actually got pretty good ratings from some outlets. So uh but but brink is like universally hated and so you're absolutely right like they can get away with this now but are they going to be able to get away with it after they put out a game like brink and um, yeah. i mean i would hope not but as you also mentioned earlier uh gamers are kind of dumb sometimes and will still pre-order they shit are. i mean that are. was
3: actually going to be my point is that i think they they've seen that pretty much regardless of whether or not they make a good game or a bad game, if they can get the right hype for it, everybody's going to buy it. So yeah. right, right. they really haven't been incentivized to work with the media. they're, they're feeling... in fact,
1: all the contrary, they've been incentivized to, you know, try to keep stuff secret for as long as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because then they had that whole thing with Fallout where, you know, they, they kept that very secret and, and launched it just a few months after release. And... Uh, their their takeaway there is probably going to be like, well, that's the way to always do it. So, like, you probably won't hear anything about Elder Scrolls 6? 6,
1: six
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, I wouldn't expect to hear a lot about that before it comes out.
1: So... And, uh, you know, and there was the whole, like, say what you want about No Man's Sky, but that that thing sold, like, millions of copies.
0: Yeah, uh, no, Man's, <laughs> no Man's Sky is probably teaching people some other lessons that maybe won't be the right takeaways from it either.
1: I mean sure. What they're probably thinking is like yeah, okay, you know, no man's guy is now universally revived, but I can use the same tactic and if I make a good game then it will be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's definitely true. Um so anyway, that's what's new on that front. Uh how about Nintendo? You guys want to talk about Nintendo a tiny bit?
2: Alright, something happened yeah. with Nintendo? Let's bit. switch up this conversation.
1: Oh. Uh...
0: Okay.
2: Switch yeah. to what? We're going to
0: talk about their new console, uh, which is no longer codenamed the NX. Uh, it is now codenamed, well, not codenamed, it is now called the Nintendo Switch. So we haven't. Can I ask a it. question? Yeah, go for it.
1: How come the concept names for Nintendo consoles are so much better than the actual fucking name they always end up having? <laughs> So you prefer NX? I prefer NX to switch, yeah.
0: You would have preferred Revolution? To We? Yeah. To Wii Yes. And uh what about the Dolphin? Yeah. What was what, did, what was the Wii Use code name?
3: I don't know. Shitty like gay system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so trying to remember failure.
3: I think the uh the N sixty four had some real weird code names, didn't it?
0: uh i would need to look them up i don't i don't know that project I. project reality and ultra 64 oh, i thought they yeah. were stranger yeah oh, oh, oh the wii u was project cafe that's, that's
1: still okay. better so, than so wii u. project project yeah the problem with wii u actually is that the name was confusing
0: you would have rather like seen I... the wii u called project cafe
1: <laughs> i mean oh, yeah anything but wii u but like, that really can, that
3: kind of fucked it
0: what let's let's look through the list here see what the best one is uh the, the DSi- Game boy
3: was called dot matrix game
0: yeah the d s i was pretty called good. twilight um yeah I, I think uh i think revolution is probably the best if you ask yeah. me and uh virtual utopia experience v r thirty two
1: is a virtual boy
0: <laughs> yeah that's a pretty <laughs> pretty good one too uh, the Game Boy Micro was called Oxygen. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think I think Virtual Boy probably wins, which is one of the only times that the Virtual yeah. Boy would win anything. Anything, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Virtual Boy. <laughs> you finally did it.
3: Yeah. You... Maybe award for most blinding system.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did like... Sick. So, uh, we kind of deviated here. What do you What do you guys think of the Switch?
1: Oh I have so many questions. It looks stupid.
0: So uh, I guess I, I agree I guess I should explain it a tiny bit first uh, it's a it's a new handheld console but the twist is it can be docked uh, at your home and uh, it, it basically has a, a dock that connects to your television and so the idea is that it can serve the same purpose as say your Wii U or uh, equivalent device but you can also just pick it right up out of the dock. And take it out onto a rooftop to have a party with your friends. No way, that's stupid. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh, yep. Or. Actually, it's not the. I would.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Keep going.
0: I don't know. Would you take a console to a party? Would you be that guy? Oh, to a party. Do no. you take your 3DS to a party?
2: Uh, no. And, uh, I because don't. I'm <laughs> not socially awkward, so no, I don't do that.
0: <laughs> you just don't go to the party at all. Exactly. Yeah, see, it's much easier.
3: You can take but, it to the um, Barnes and Noble so you can make creepy eyes at the game. Oh,
1: when I travel and stuff, I wouldn't have minded you know having that. It's just I have questions like, you know, what's the battery life? What's the
2: power ten minutes? Control? Ten minutes,
1: Lucio. Um, yeah, you know. So Etc.
0: What are your thoughts on uh what are your thoughts on size? Do you think it's a uh, a reasonable size or do you think like like specifically for you, Lucio, you talked about traveling with it are you willing to whip that thing out on a on a plane and see how it? On a plane for sure. Even uh, you know, like like it, the the pieces detach, and uh, you you have a couple different ways to play it. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also there's also the the pro controller. You guys saw that.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think that I would carry like a controller with me. No, I I don't think you would either. Uh, like that one guy was doing in the, in his plane, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, I would definitely like poop it around a plane. Uh, I wouldn't take it to like a party or anything like that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even take it to like the library or something. So i've I've had some <laughs> I've had some conversations with
0: people on what they think the intention of the system is, and it's interesting because everybody seems to have a different idea as to what it's going to be used for and and what ah. Nintendo wants to do with it. And they've said ah. several times. That it's not meant to replace the Wii U or the 3DS. Yeah, they're like um, it's, sure. it's
1: meant to replace both.
0: You, okay, so that was going to be my question. Is is that what you think? Do you think it's going to replace
1: both? Yeah, they're competing with themselves on their like most profitable line, which I think is a really weird way to go. Because
0: I think, if you ask me, I I think that the the volume on it is or not volume, the battery life potential on it is probably going to be pretty low, and I I think it'll probably be like a do you remember the Sega Nomad? <laughs> yeah. In gotta, theory, yes. I think it'll be a Sega Nomad, where it'll be like a, a fun... It's like, oh, man, my Sega Genesis is with me in the car. But then two hours later, it's like, oh, man, I miss my Sega Genesis. Like, I, it's too bad. That was fun while it lasted.
1: I mean, there was like a mitigate that, um, you know, if, they're able, if you're able to like charge it with a USB port or something like that... But, um.
0: So I, I, guess my, I guess my point is that the Nomad and the uh, Game Gear were not really competitors. They were just, you know, different devices that you could have, uh, and they kind of had different methods of play. Like the Nomad, maybe you wouldn't take on a super long road trip, whereas the Game Gear would be more suited to that. But the Nomad could come with you to... I where do where do children go in the 90s? Uh, the park. The mall. The mall. Whoa, remember those? Yeah. I remember malls. A Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it could go with you to the Chuck E. Cheese, and you could lose it in the ball pit. It'd be so tight.
1: It could be, but I don't. I don't know, man.
0: The other consideration you you mentioned USB. Um, I do wonder if they'll uh, standardize the ports in it, or if they'll keep doing what Nintendo has typically done and and make it like a proprietary power port. Oh, they're going to go back of... to
2: the the old uh, iPod connector.
0: The Lightning connector, or no, no, the... no, the. Uh, 16 pin or whatever
2: it was yeah yeah
0: the the big long one that would be real great i hope that's So i hope do. you
2: kept all your old connectors because they're coming back in style
0: they're getting they're getting ready to come in um so i i think uh i think it's too early to comment on what their overall intention is i i think that uh and
1: i'll also one of the funny things is that like pretty much after a few days after the made the announcement but that's done um and 2K were like we are having we're not developing any of these games for the Wii Oh yeah, <laughs> for <the Switch>.
2: yeah. <laughs> which
1: is kind of like uh... no, like wait what
0: we didn't say we were doing this they did they yeah, did publish exactly. uh they did publish a list of developers though and it was uh it was a pretty good list of of partners that they'd yes. come up with and I, I think overall that is a goal that they have with this system is they want to uh kind of scale things back and maybe court uh the the third party developers a little better. Do you get do you get what I mean? Because you but,
1: but to be but, but to be always the, the voice of uh disappointment. Uh they had a similar list when they released the Wii U.
0: No that's true. But the Wii U is a double screened bullshit system and this is just a right. single screen. Like it's as scaled back as it gets, right? Like it right. couldn't it couldn't be more traditional. If people won't put games on this, it's really just because like they very much don't want to not like, oh, I don't want to figure out how to do motion controls, or I don't want to figure out what to do with the second screen. or I mean, this this should be, in theory, the easiest, laziest way to port games to a Nintendo console. The only Did... thing that I think stands in their way is they're building it on NVIDIA hardware, and none of the other major consoles use NVIDIA.
2: They're all AMDs. Is its is it x86 architecture? Uh... Or is it their own thing again? Because if it ain't, well, then there's your answer. Well,
1: let me ask you, if you're a developer, why wouldn't you want NVIDIA Hairworks on your game?
2: I
0: think we don't know. I don't think NVIDIA said, uh, they they posted like their blog post about it, but I don't think they actually said uh, what the the particular type of graphics they were using are.
1: You think like Nintendo bought a a bunch of, uh, like like a warehouse full of those like NVIDIA handhelds that they were going to release at one point? Mm Mm-hmm. And they just like, are, are we it as Nintendo and selling them again? Well,
0: and a lot of people have made that comment. They're saying like, oh, it's just the Nvidia Shield, which uh, is not an unfair criticism. It is very similar to Shield. But if you think back to Shield, it could stream to your television and play like full games in your house. But when you were traveling, it could only play Android games. So it's not mm. as similar. Uh, so it is called the Tegra processor, which I don't know. That's
2: a mobile processor.
0: It is. It's an ARM processor. So yeah, it's not. Oh, good. It's, it's not x86. So, so no, yeah, one's
2: gonna sure. pour, no one's going to port. No one's going to port for this. That, it's, it's too much work.
0: That is. Well, that you is heard gonna, yeah, yeah. Um, That is going to be gonna a sorry. problem.
1: To be honest, I don't think this console is going to be as powerful as it needs to be to make it like you know. Oh
2: God! Taking no. your Dark Souls three in in the car or whatever i, I this is going to be a wii u with another two gigas of ram
0: i agree with you that the, the power will probably not be on the level that it needs to be but i will say that i think the idea overall is kind of a natural evolution for consoles i think the the playstation 4 and the xbox what they're doing is they're just doing good impressions of a pc right um so I like the idea that Nintendo doesn't want to compete with a PC. They're not trying to um, to to beat into that market. And it might be this might not be the time where like they get it and they figure out how to make that model work, but I think they're closer than they were before.
3: Well, luckily they already have a built-in audience of fans convincing themselves that they like it. So
1: yeah, that's I true. mean if they if they actually get a decent library, you know, then this isn't might picking up. In fact, I wouldn't really mind, like, rebuying old games, you know, if they're in this architecture. Like, if at least, I don't know, GTA five for it or whatever.
3: I mean, if you get a bunch of good games on the Xbox One, I'd be happy that I have that. But if we're going to this magical land where there are all these games people want to play, then the sky's the limit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're off to a good start by... This is the first time since the Wii that they will have launched a console with like a must-buy first-party Nintendo title. And much like the Wii, it is split platform, or you could buy it on the Wii U, or you could buy it on the Wii. But I think launching this system with a Zelda is going to do a lot for them in, in the long run, just like it did for the Wii. Right. Is that all we think hey, about
3: it? We like it? Uh, how much Wayne Brady uh, advertisements do you think we'll get at this point? I
0: don't think you're going to get any. I think he's probably done with that.
3: Oh man, that was the best part of the Wii U. I know it's that's a, a that's a misstep.
0: It's a disappointment to us all, believe me. But I, I have a feeling Wayne Brady is not going to show up at any point to tell you about the
2: Nintendo Switch. How much do you think they're going to sell for? What, what price point? What do we think?
0: I feel like so. I here. I, let's do this. I'm going to make. I've been talking to a lot of people about the Switch. I'm going to make two bold predictions. Are you ready? I think that they are going to push it. I think they're really going to push it. I think their initial announcement was mostly received with favor, and I think they're going to take that as a positive sign. And I predict that it will be either three fifty or three ninety
1: nine. I think three ninety nine.
0: I think they're going to push it to three ninety nine. I think that's what they'll do. They could go higher. It's entirely possible that uh, that they'll go higher.
2: But if it's higher than four hundred, I mean that that better have some sort of hardware in it because I. I... They can't justify that,
0: right? Yeah, I mean the the. What concept... if you put a
2: phone in it? Oh God, no. <laughs>
0: okay, no, so so seriously, that is that is something I wonder about because the Vita has a spot for a SIM card, and you can hook it up to a cell network. Is that something that you'd want on the Switch?
2: No, fuck no.
0: So you're fine with it not being able to connect to the internet?
2: I mean, I mean if while, while
0: Wi-Fi you're it's on the go.
2: Yeah, I have I have a phone. I don't need to, to go on the Internet. Online no, but I think what you mean tap. is like
1: to, to like connect to a 4G or 3G network and like, I don't know, try to play Call of Duty with like a 700 thing.
0: Yeah. And truthfully, how often did anybody actually use the mobile aspect of the Vita? Because I, I don't think it was a very common thing. Well, only 10 people had the Vita, so I
2: don't think that's a really good...
1: Like, I've never played with anybody with my 3DS, and the only time I used the, uh, the street pad was at PAX because nobody else has it anywhere else.
2: Right, right.
1: Um,
0: okay, so that's prediction one. I think it'll be 350 or th- I-, I think it's 399 That's the price that I feel like they're going to shoot for. I would love to see them do $299. i would love to see them do 250 I don't imagine it happening at all.
1: But i think uh, if they're smart no i think if they're smart they might like
0: you think that it would be smart to eat it on the hardware and get a big install base which they never were able to yeah. do with but the wii u is priced uh the wii u is 350 i want to say
1: yeah but the, the wii u had other problems oh sure yeah this. yeah you're, you're like, right like it was garbage actually it's not a bad console that's the thing about the wii u it was all marketing it was bad marketing
0: well, and like I was, I was uh, saying earlier, you know, it, it didn't have like a, a primary Mario title. It didn't have like a Galaxy or a Sunshine or something like that. It didn't, Yeah, it nothing didn't worth have buying. And, like, by the time right. it is getting a Zelda, it's already being put out to pasture because
1: there will be new hardware. So I don't know. So I'm going to make this pledge right here. If you're listening, Miyamoto-san, if you give me a good Metroid game with this thing, I will buy it launch day. Yeah. I will write articles about it. Yeah, well I will talk about this thing as much as I can.
0: Wish in one hand, shit in the other. Have fun with that. yeah I will say so my other prediction, I've i I've told this to a couple people, and I, I'm i I'm holding true to it. I don't believe Nintendo when they say that this device is not meant to replace the Wii U. I think it is absolutely oh. <laughs> I think it's absolutely meant to replace the Wii U. I,
1: I thought it was a but. bold prediction. <laughs>
0: But, no, 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 I do believe them when they say it's not meant to replace the 3DS. I think that they're being truthful when they say that, and I, I think that it will have limitations on the portability aspect that will stop people from making it their sole... Like, people who do portable gaming, I don't see them using the Switch for all of it. Um, and so, my saw. prediction... I Let me tell you my prediction. My prediction is that the uh, the Nintendo Switch will never see... A traditional Pokemon release,
1: right? That's what I was gonna say. Like, if it, th- there is a way that they can try to uh, keep the three DS line alive, and that's with like keeping the exclusives has. Uh huh. And it's not just the um, the Pokemon games. You know, there's like pretty much it's the home of Fire Emblem. Uh, even though there's been some that are outside, but I think everybody expects Fire Emblem to come out in the DS these days, right? Right. Right. Um, there's like the Monster Hunters, which also are are games that have come out in other platforms, but really. Their home is the, the DS line. Um, mm-hmm. So there's definitely like games that make their home. Even like the um, Shin Megami Tensei games. Like the actual main line, that's a 3DS line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have Persona and all that bullshit outside of it. But, you know, the actual main games are coming out on, on 3DS. Right, right. So I think there is... Um, if, if there's a future for the 3DS, I think it will be driven by that. By the library.
0: Yeah, I, that that's kind of what I'm getting at, basically.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's right.
0: Okay. Well, Nevertheless,
1: they're still going to be competing against themselves, don't even if they're not intending to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's inevitable. Like the, I, you you and I might be able to see like you know what a long term strategy is or what they hope they accomplish with it, but the average uh, player or your mom buying you a Christmas present, right. she says, you don't need that. You already got the other one. You know, it's, it's, exactly. it's overcoming those challenges. So I don't know. We'll see. They're off to a better start. Cause they didn't call it the wee me like Doug predicted. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was a good name. No, I, I, I actually, you know, that, that would have won me over. That would have sold me on it completely. I, I'm sold on it either way. I'm, I'm, I just, I can't resist picking up a Nintendo console. Yeah, probably squared. So, I will I will almost certainly have one, but <laughs> also because nobody else is uh willing to buy one. So, there's a
2: few reasons.
3: How did you know?
2: <laughs> yep. I'll probably end up owning one of some point. Don't put words part. in my mouth Jared. I might buy it. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I
3: wasn't I
0: wasn't worried about you. Um all right, well, should we talk about uh should we talk about Civ? Sure. Or do you want to yeah, talk about say. Mafia? What's what's the natural progression here?
1: I think Michael has been waiting to like talk about Mafia for like three weeks
3: now.
0: Do you want to really get that, so, get that out of here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think we should give him the floor. All
0: right, tell me your tale about Mafia, Michael.
3: So just a few things I wanted to uh, touch base on with Mafia. Uh, the last time we discussed it, I said that I suspected it might have been another title just rebranded with Mafia. I um, no longer think that. Oh, really? What changed your mind on that? Uh, The second half of the game feels a lot more like Mafia, but it also just feels really bad and horrible to play, and I hate it, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so but elaborate on that for me. What what changes? What gives it that classic Mafia? I feel really weird saying that about a game like Mafia, where I really don't know that there is a feeling I get from it, but...
3: Well, I mean, the original Mafia for... And I, I okay, so I went back and had to check this because I remember the original Mafia as being a pretty good storytelling game. Uh huh. And I went back and I watched some of the uh, the cinematics, and they're very old and they're very dated. But it tells kind of a human story about the the main character. Like it it shows you how he met his wife and talks about his kids and he has these relationships. And by the time you get to the end of the game, you kind of feel like a connection to him. And that was kind of missing in Mafia Two. But like in Mafia Three, basically you just have no connection to this guy. He is almost a monster. Right. Uh, however, once you get towards the end of the game, it does kind of it starts doing some of the more some of the themes that the uh, the original two Mafia started to or touched on. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the sacrifice of this lifestyle, and you know when some or you uh, you start out. And you're you know, rising to power and everything's good in the first two mafias, at least. But then by the time you get to the end, you realize it's hollow and empty and you've know you're just, you've thrown your life away.
0: Right. It's Godfather 2,
3: right? Yeah, pretty much. Or is, so, it, or is
0: that Godfather 1?
3: No, everything worked out really well at the end of the Godfather 1. Yeah, I was, was going to say,
0: actually, everyone was pretty happy at the end of Godfather 1. Things were going well, great.
3: Except so for, all those people who died. Yeah, those guys.
2: <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> oh spoiler alert.
3: Oh, sorry. But, um, so the real thing, I mean... The real problem with it is that it's just the fucking repetition. It's 30 plus hours of going here, killing that guy, moving on, going here, killing that guy, moving on. So it's just terrible. It's really, really miserable to play. But what I'm really having a hard time with here is I can't tell... If they thought they were going to capitalize on popular opinion by having, like, a black anti-hero character, or if they're just so fucking stupid that they have no idea what they're doing and just blindly grope their way through a story and ended up with a character who happened to be, like, a black revolutionary...
0: So what do you what do you mean? What, how are they? Uh, I, you make it sound like they're, of course, botching the the way they handle race regarding your main character. So what what specifically
3: are they doing? Is he like always? Well,
0: is he always itching for a corn pone and whatnot?
3: <laughs> I mean, the character himself has almost no no personality except that he is a black guy and he was part of the he was just like a Vietnam veteran. Right. Yeah, but, I, know, uh, I know. what
1: he means. It's like you know those characters were like the race is all they are. They are like that kind of thing,
3: right? Yeah. I mean the. The main character himself really, you, you wouldn't even know that he's black. He's just an angry guy who kills a lot of people. But it's actually more of, like, the people that you fight. All right, so let me ask you this. Do you think we've reached the point, and I know we've discussed, or we've talked about this for some other games. Have we reached this point of hypersensitivity where you can't kill a person in a video game Unless they've just finished molesting a child, or raping a woman, or committing genocide.
0: I mean, you know, like, I, I commented on that with Quantum Break, where... Exactly. I'd, I'd keep sneaking up on guys, and before you kill them, they're having conversations, and they're always like, so glad I raped that bitch. Like, they're always, like, they're always just meant to be the worst people that they could possibly be, um, you know, b- before you uh, before you go in and, and, and take them out. So, is that the kind of thing that they're... It does a
3: lot of that, and... I mean, you know, for for a large part of the game, you're fighting, like, the Dixie Mafia or the KKK. So, you know, legitimately pretty pretty heinous people. But at the same time, don't you think it'd be a much more poignant story if you had characters who were racist but also, like, people? Like, I'm pretty sure Bull Connor probably loved his grandkids. Right. And that makes him—that would make it a lot more compelling than, like, a guy with horns coming out and, like— pitchforking a little black baby.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's something that happens a lot in video games, and it's hard to find ones that, like...
3: A guy with horns pitchforking
1: well.
0: <laughs> a black baby?
2: <laughs> Give me a list of those video games, because I want to play them. <laughs> it's a pretty
3: good...
0: The, an the, it's an interesting game, si- at It's least. the second level of Superman 64, but nobody made it to it. <laughs> so they just, I don't know <laughs> Uh, here's a here's a question, um, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if anybody can answer this. What is a villain in video gaming that you would consider to be like well rounded? Is there Ooh. anybody?
3: Eggman. A, a lot of the Metal Gear Solid villains, maybe before like Guns of the Patriots,
0: like Sniper Wolf or yeah, Sniper Wolf is a pretty guy. good example. Um, the boss. Oh, yeah, the yes. boss. What am I thinking? The boss, very much so. I don't even know why I said Sniper Wolf. The boss is pretty much it. Um, I was going to suggest uh, Andrew Ryan.
1: Who's that? Yeah, he has his own, like... From Bioshock. Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to oh, think the about that. I know, I know there's some...
0: Yeah, from the original. Actually... The villain
1: of Mascarada is actually pretty well done.
0: He's not the bad, bad guy. He's not the one who turns into, like, a giant glowing guy and beats you up. <laughs>
3: Uh, it's funny you actually mentioned Bioshock because I was thinking about um, – what was the other one? The one I didn't like very much.
0: Bioshock From... 2.
3: No, Electric Boogaloo. Infinite. Yeah, Infinite. I was thinking about when I played the game, I was—I felt kind of like there was an untold story about race relations in that game that never got fleshed out. Mm. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was more just setting. right. But after playing Mafia, I realized, like, man, wasn't it great to have this game that has almost a nuanced portrayal of this, you know, dark dark part of American history rather I than... Wouldn't
0: even, I wouldn't even necessarily call infinite nuanced, but maybe unflinching, like... There were signs up on the walls in Infinite that I remember seeing where I was like, oh, my God, someone drew, yeah. someone drew that and, like, didn't get a letter. I mean, I, I'm sure they did. They had to get an angry letter about some of the shit in that game.
1: Yeah, it's like, the Negro is very enemy of that.
0: I think I still have a picture of that on my phone because I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, they really went there.
1: That's a great picture to keep on your phone, Jared.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's my wallpaper.
3: What can I say?
1: Um...
3: But yeah, yeah, something like that. It's so did I didn't you, like it at the time, but now that I think about it, it's like oh, that was that was pretty well done. So I, can, I guess it's the
0: uh, oh for a well-rounded villains. <laughs> Sephiroth um, was
3: mad at the guy who did that okay. thing to him.
0: Well, I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to go down the SquareSoft route, you could say Magus. Magus? maybe
3: I, I think
0: whatever. Yeah. That's the beauty of an old game like that is we don't have to agree.
3: I mean, I think there are. I think there are definitely games that do a better job depicting their villain. You know, actually, and the, the funny thing hand. is, what's that? The Master Hand knows.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Master Hand. That's
1: <laughs> the most well-rounded. That's a, that's a compelling villain the, right un, there.
0: The Unspeaking Hand from Smash Brothers. What a great, <laughs> what a great well-rounded villain. What about uh, you? You could say, uh, is her name Nadine in The Last of Us?
3: The... Uh, oh she's not a villain though well that's why she's so great though is she's not but like she kind yeah she's she... the antagonist in like the dynamic where um Joel is the protagonist but, but...
0: yeah yeah i guess that's that's true well but see but even then so we can have an interesting conversation about that whereas it sounds
3: like for mafia everyone well you know that's the, that's the thing is actually cool. the 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 main enemy or your the guy you're trying to kill through the whole game when you get to the final gunfight and it's it's a fucking stupid gunfight, it's like two two little encounters and then the game is over. Like, fighting the same guys you've been fighting for the entire game. Uh-huh. But uh, you get to him and they spend a little bit of time humanizing him. He talks about how he was trying to go legitimate because he kept fearing that, you know, he was going to get a call one day that his son was dead. This is right after you kill his son, by the way. <laughs> okay. but, like, you spend a few minutes with him and it's that really good, you know, in kind of heartfelt storytelling that they were doing at the beginning of the game, and then ignored for the past thirty-five hours. Uh-huh. And it's not—that's like nowhere else in the game. You have maybe one kind of meaningful conversation with the with the sister of a dead friend, but other than that, it's just—it's the same monotonous kill white people simulator. Sorry, I think oh, I, and, I, oh, go ahead. That's another thing. Is it doesn't. The game doesn't try to portray Lincoln Clay as a as a hero for what he's doing. In fact, by the end, it kind of points out that he's kind of a kind of a bad guy. Isn't kind of the point of mafia, though. Yeah, but this is different. He's not he's not doing it for like his own personal gain. He's doing it for revenge. But it takes a lot of delight in killing innocent people. There's a, there's a scene where you uh, you blow up a, a gambling riverboat. And a, a lot of those people did nothing to you. But it takes a lot of... It's almost like gleeful when it has them getting eaten by alligators in the swamp. Or it burns a woman to death. And she all she did was get on a boat. And I watched her burn to death in front of me. Gambling's a sin, Michael. She <laughs> she made her bed.
0: So I, I have a I have a question. Um, a Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. question. And this, okay. is, this is spoilers. I assume no one here cares, but... Uh, if you're if you're just working on the original just now uh just heads up uh but so at the end of Red Dead Redemption uh John Marston is killed and he is? and you start controlling his son you take over as his son and oh. your son has just a very short storyline quest which is to track down basically the the marshal or was he FBI or what was he he was something he was some kind of government agent that John Marston had made a deal with so your goal is to track him down, and the very first thing that you do is you go to his house where he lives, and he's not there, but his family is. I think it's his wife and kid, and uh, the game doesn't force you to do anything, but if you want to, you can blow them both away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess my question first is, did you guys do that? Nope.
3: I didn't even know you could play as his son.
0: Wait, did you really not get that far in the game?
3: No. go <laughs> yeah, the other a- game. There was a point where I couldn't finish one of the shooting challenges because I hadn't unlocked an area with bears yet, and for some reason, I stopped playing after that.
0: Oh, okay. So, I guess there was spoilers then.
3: Uh, I, I had I had an inkling that he wasn't going to make it, so...
1: Yeah, he, he thinks we're looking
3: good. But, uh, yeah, I probably would have killed his family.
0: Yeah, I, I did. Um, <laughs> I don't remember why I brought this up now. I think I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> I Jared's just, a murderer. Just like a heads, just a heads up. Like they're not, they're not trying to make back. peace with it, huh? Yeah, like things. <laughs> I think every time I close my eyes, I see them. <laughs> I see their digital faces recoiling in terror. But that's too bad that you missed out on Jack Marston, the worst part of that game. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was really
1: short, though, so it wasn't that.
0: I mean, it's just he's so, um, he's so not his father. Like he. Yeah, he's just—he has a beard that looks like mine. Like he can't grow facial (laughs) hair yet, and I mean, it's just—he's—he's—he's a a sad, sad sack. But
1: don't forget, by this time it's like 1920, so it's like, well, why, why are you still a cowboy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) He's like—he's driving around in a car. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, where are you landing
3: on score here? It sounds like pretty low. It's gonna be a two. You think it's a two? It. Everything else probably would have made for a perfectly passable, if not uninspired, GTA clone. It's just the absolute horrendous monotony of playing the same encounter. It's not even an encounter. Just doing the same thing over and over and over again.
0: What if it was 10 hours long and not 30?
3: <sighs> Maybe a eh, even even by the 10-hour mark, I was getting pretty tired of that mechanic. Or not even mechanic, uh, just fucking that rigmarole. So... Here's Ten a, hours, I might have given it a three.
0: Here's a question. When I was a kid and I would play Grand Theft Auto, a, mm-hmm. a big part of those games to me was there was like play the story, but then there were also days where I would start that game up and I would just cause chaos. And I'd, mm-hmm. just, I'd just run around and I'd look up cheats and get the bazooka or get the helicopter and crash it into people and blow stuff up and, and like teleport myself onto a roof and just snipe people for no reason with no purpose no goal just just random Mm -hmm. bullshit and um my my question to you i've noticed that as i got older like when grand theft auto 5 came out those moments really didn't exist for me anymore like i just didn't play the game that way Does does mafia inspire you to do any of that stuff to like cause chaos and and have like a good time with the open world or does it really like not is it more like kind of like, L.A. noir is the exact opposite, right? L.A. Noire is like, what are you what are you doing? Like, why have you... You hit a guy's car, and it's like, well, let's stop and give him our insurance information.
3: <laughs> yeah, it... All right, I, I was ready to put this to bed, but it actually reminded me of a couple of things I want to talk about. Oh, I got you angry again. Not even that, but... So, no, it really... It doesn't... I'm the same as you. It just... It doesn't have that appeal of you know, getting the highest wanted level and killing as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do that for five minutes rather than for like an entire afternoon.
0: See, and I guess what I don't know is I, I don't know if it's games that don't really inspire that anymore or if it's me. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like my attitude has changed or if it's that games just don't really make it as fun as it used to be. But I haven't played an open world game like that forever. But there used to be, like I said, like whole Saturdays that I lost to just (laughs) killing strangers in GTA for no reason.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably just kind of got old, but... um, But anyway, what else uh, else have I inspired? So, one of the things the game does try to impress upon you is the station in life that a black person in Louisiana in 1968 would have endured. Mm -hmm. So... One thing that will happen is if you commit a crime in a predominantly black area, the police will take longer to show up if called. Or they might not show up at all. That's interesting. Right, that's interesting. Um, but one or, or another thing you can do is you can go into a white-only business, and the shopkeep will harass you and tell you to get out. Okay. So that's, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, like those are How, those are things that uh that sound like they should have been included in a game that's trying to address that kind of stuff.
3: Right. However, if I go to a integrated restaurant on the other part of town, I can't eat there. There's nothing for me to do there except rob the place. <laughs> okay, all right. That's that's literally all I can do is like shoot the shoot the shop or the uh the shopkeep and then steal the money behind the counter. So but wait, so can you rob the whites only places? Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that too. So okay. really the only difference is if I go to No
1: Jared, they're for whites only.
3: <laughs> if I go to a if I go to a black restaurant, the only thing that'll be different is that the guy is very welcoming before I kill him.
0: Before you rob him. <laughs> I, I get what you mean though. I get what you mean. Like so like so like Grand Theft Auto has a lot of these moments where you can go places and just participate in like mundane activities, right? Like you go yes. to the you go to the tennis club and you play tennis. Or you go to the gym and you lift weights or you go to the golf club course and play golf, you know. Um,
3: mm. in, and In fact, even Mafia 2, you would go to a restaurant and you get a, a sandwich or a cup of coffee. And I was living in Japan w- when I played Mafia 2. So you see those real sandwiches made with like real cheese and meats, thing- like a sliced turkey, the things you can't get in Japan. And that looked really fucking good. Like I was playing the game and getting like <laughs> agitated because I didn't have that sandwich.
1: Right, right. So you're telling me that so you should have played mafia 3 in Japan?
3: Um, no, because he well, can't, he
0: just can't just... go into a restaurant and get a gumbo. He can only go into a restaurant and kill someone. That's the issue.
3: Just okay. like real life. Right. And that was my trip to Louisiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, anyhow, we've talked about it enough. I I wanted to get all those non secutors off my yeah, chest. We got, and I feel we much got, better now.
0: We got Michael's crybaby white people problems off the table. So let's move on to Civ. Let's move on to Civ. How do you guys like it?
3: Yeah.
1: Um so far I'm kind of mixed.
0: Michael didn't like it at all, it seemed like. It's got some problems. It has the, problems, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the good. What's the good news with Civilization 6? So Uh-oh. Apparently not a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to like position this. Basically, what I like about um resident evil um resident evil, uh, civilization 6
0: resident evil 6 it's, what do you what do you like about resident evil 6 because i heard there was
3: how many black like. people you kill
1: i mean yeah all the, uh, killing all the whities <laughs> so it's uh probably one of the deepest games that i've seen street access done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so they have this new system where you know you put your system, your city on a tile But when you start expanding a city, you need to start expanding it into different adjacent tiles to it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you have a farm tile and you need to build an aqueduct. Um, You need to essentially build it on a farm tile. And that means that that particular tile will stop producing food. Um, and, And this kind of extends to the rest of the city building process. So there's the different districts. So, you know, um, there's a, a religious district and there's entertainment districts and there are industrial districts. Uh, and all of these take individual tiles and so do wonders now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a lot of it has to do with where your city is. So, for example, um, the... Um, the um, religious district depends a lot on the natural beauty of the place around it. So, you know, if you have um, I don't know, two forest tiles uh, and, and you put the religious district there, then it will get a lot of a lot of bonuses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you put your industrial district right next to uh, a mine, it will get bonuses. Um, and the... Um, And also, they kind of um, connect between the different districts. So, if you put, for example, uh, the market district next to the industrial district, then we'll get bonuses because they're next to each other. Um, And on top of that, the the wonders also have um, like geographic requirements, right? So, for example, you can only build the pyramids on desert tiles. Um, You can only build... uh, the pantheon on a, on a mountain tile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what this does is it makes the city planning a lot more complex and a lot more interesting. So, you, you don't just like build buildings on top of each other anymore in the one tile. It forces you to really think ahead on how you're going to like develop your cities and how you're going to put them in, what, what districts are you going to use. And sometimes it's hard to find a good, um, like, an optimal setting, right? So you will, like, build a town and, you know, sometimes it just isn't an optimal setting for you to use. It really messed me up on, like, my early game because I wasn't used to it. So the game that I'm playing now, um, I um, I started off playing, like, a normal zip game and, like, it really stunted my growth at the in the early game, until I figured out what I was what I was trying to do, uh, but I kind of like that difference.
3: I really like the uh, the concept. It's yeah, it's a very holistic. So I suppose what I'd say is, in previous Civ games, your your purview was over your nation. Now it give, dr- drills down a little bit further into your city and how you lay that out. And it's always had something a little bit like that with like the way you've allotted your citizens between science and entertainment and whatnot, but it adds a layer of complexity that I think is really quite intriguing.
0: I don't want to be yeah. like a I don't want to be like a huge downer, but this is so fucking boring. Like, it was, it was, <laughs> Doug, will you ask them the Civ questions? You know things about Civ. Uh,
2: yeah, it sounds like. What's your favorite uh, new civilization? That hasn't been in previous games. There, we'll do a fluffy question. That's a
0: good question.
3: <laughs> I don't know that I any.
0: Well, we know that Michael's is the white people.
3: I think I started. Eh, that's probably some white people. That was um, the Romans.
0: Yep, yeah, all right, there you go.
3: Well, they've been in there before. What about the Congo? Congo's new.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you uh,
3: think Michael
1: played the Congo?
2: I, I eliminated them. Um,
3: <laughs> whoa, they were my peaceful neighbors.
1: <laughs> no, not me. I, uh... They got involved into my beef with uh, with Elizabeth and it didn't well for them.
3: Actually, that may be a good place to start out a very long list of complaints about this game, is that your a- the AI is incredibly stupid and extremely aggressive.
1: So a leader AI hasn't improved at all. It's still like, you know, if you put a, a city in the same continent, they get mad. They like... Actually, I, I think that it's even more like I think annoying than before. Because like they will like fucking come to like I've had like every like three turns like Cleopatra going like ah oh, your armies are weak and she's just like fucking like bitches, well, bitches me out from my army and then there's nothing yeah she complains about her
2: historic bitch everyone knows that That's, I mean say, yeah, let me ask has them, every like...
3: game you had have, has every game you played had Cleopatra in it yeah. Me no. too, and I've played about twenty games at this point. So. Oh, you
0: mean in Civilization? I was gonna say I played right. Super Mario Sunshine, and Cleopatra is nowhere to be found.
3: Uh, she's there.
1: Like you know, but, but, but like it's all of the leaders. like they will come and like up to you, and they will like just like yell at you for no reason. And there's like no interaction in that. It's just like them being bitches at you for like whatever.
3: Yeah, they all have qualities that they're looking for in your empire, and if you don't satisfy those qualities, apparently it's grounds for war. So, Cleopatra Leo, like, doesn't like the fact that your army is insufficient. Uh, Peter the Great is mad because you don't spend enough time on science and arts. This this right.
2: is all sounding like just normal geopolitics to me.
1: Like, uh, for example, um, what is the name of the leader from China? I forgot his name.
3: Oh, oh, some, uh, Hong...
1: Hong... Hongbo. Hongbo. <laughs> But uh, he will come to you and he will be like, oh, you are not pious enough. And he's just like, but, but there's no, like, it's not like usually when they, uh, they contact you, you have like a menu and like, uh, you know, ignore them or, you know, make peace or try to be diplomatic. No, it's just as goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. It's, it's just like, form. you know, it's like imagine like, I don't know, Jared, you're like in your house playing video games or whatever. Um, and like, you know, I, I call you on your cell phone, you pick up the cell phone and I like yell at you like,
0: your
2: armies are not good enough, Jared.
1: And it's just enough. <laughs>
0: Well, nobody gels at me like that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I was insensitive, Jared.
1: I'm glad Michael liked it. I can see that he liked it. All right,
0: calm him down. Bring Very nice. Bring him back down. All right. So anyway, how about that civilization game? <laughs> So, uh, you had mentioned a lot of problems with the UI or or issues with the UI. Um, I find it
3: completely insufferable.
0: What about you, Lucio? Do you agree with that assessment?
1: I wouldn't say it's completely insufferable. What I think they're trying to do is they're trying to like make it simpler by putting a lot of information on the screen that you don't need. Mm. and you don't really have the option of taking it out. So you know you can be like trying to coordinate your armies and having like a fucking gigantic ear of corn on your face because there's corn in the tile. And you can't turn it off. Ooh,
3: okay. It's way too busy. And I was yeah.
0: actually, I was telling Michael the other day, I came across a uh, a post on Reddit that was like a huge list of tweaks that you can make and config files for the game that people said uh, really helped improve their experience with it. It was, I, I don't remember what the changes are, so I can't tell you all here, but I think one of them was like being able to scroll the map with WASD, which I, yes, guess, I guess isn't in the fucking... game. No, it's not. But so the good news is there's an INI file you can edit that'll let you do that
1: again. Why so. would they do it? I don't know. Uh, I think. It's... And this is another thing. It looks like a fucking mobile game, and I fucking hate that art style.
0: So here, here's a question yeah. for you. Do you think it feels like it's complete, or do you think it feels like they just got to a point where they're like, okay, we can't work on it anymore, push it out? Because a, yeah. a, a lot of people speculate the fact that you can change big things in the INIs like that probably means that, like... They're going to be patched in eventually, and maybe the game just wasn't as done as Firaxis might have thought.
1: Uh, I guess, yeah. There's some like weird stuff that's missing, like you said that you can't change the name of cities for some reason, which is something that you could always do in a Civilization.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's... a lot of people seem to be very upset about the inability to change names.
0: Yeah, yeah what's the point in playing if you can't have like Fart Town,
3: <laughs>
1: right? And have Gandhi.
0: You know,
3: of all the problems I have with this game, that seems like a very minor one um, pretty, pretty low
1: on the but yeah the, the, the art style looks a lot like a mobile game, and in fact uh, my my son actually mentioned that too, so that that shows you that it's not just me being a dick um,
3: it's they have a new, bit of a cartoonish quality that I don't really care for
1: yeah, and they have new animations for the for like the units, which look okay, but it's just so cartoony that it is i don't know. It's not, I, I don't like it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I don't think I'm the only one. Like, I, I, it doesn't look, it looks like it's actually a worse version of c 5, which is bad because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, the other thing that it has that really bugs me, uh, and this is more of a gameplay change is that your workers now only can do three improvements and then they like die, I guess, um, they disappear. You can't use them anymore. Um, but they're still expensive. So, you know, they're still expensive units. You know, if you start a new town um, and you make a, a worker in that town, you can spend 15 turns building that worker for him to be gone in three improvements. Um, or your other choice is to make it in a city, waste your turns in a city with more production, make that worker, and spend turns moving him to wherever he needs to go to make the improvement that you want. um the good news is that now they make the improvements in one turn. So if you like want to build a farm, then they just make the farm and they use one other things and that's it. But you basically always shorten workers. Um, they also don't make roads anymore. The road system is now made by traders and that is pretty awful because the traders are kind of automated. So you choose a, a city destination and the trader will um, move there by a path that was previously determined by the PC Uh, by the computer i mean so if you have like a a city you know like along a coast and you want to have uh, a road that goes around the coast uh, for them you can't do that anymore the the, uh, ai will probably send them like to the next main road and then back towards the coast uh and i know that sounds like like a weird thing but roads in civilization are hugely important especially when you start getting into the late game and you can like change him into train tracks to have your units move a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's a change that I really, really don't like.
0: So let me ask this question. Uh, actually, I have two questions. One, what you guys have described and what, what it sounds like your experience is, I'm guessing that if, when you're looking at scoring this, you're floating over like a three or maybe a four.
1: Yeah. I like the depth that they have, but um, it also has a lot of problems. So my question is, what is, this, what
0: is the one change that they could make that would get them closest to a five?
1: I would say that they need to give me back the fucking road system.
3: Yeah, we need engineers back or yeah. workers or what have you. That would probably be the best. It's not really so much that it's one big issue anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of small things. And the thing about Civilization is it's always had little small things that have annoyed me. Like when you start the game and it takes 40 years to move a an army unit from one city to another because each turn just takes 10 years. Or when it comes time to start exploring the fact that you have, you know, two cities that can make boats and they, it's not enough to ever cover the entire world, that kind of stuff. It feels yeah. like there's a lot of things they could have fixed, mm-hmm. and instead they decided to break a bunch of things that weren't didn't need any uh need any improvements
1: okay oh one of the things that um that's new is that now like when you do things, it sometimes cuts your like development time for technology subs so for example, if you build uh two swordsmen and now you know how to uh work iron better or whatever. Um, you know, you build a wall, so now engineering will take half as long to complete, um, and that's great and all, but that's that is just something that you need to learn by playing the game. You know what I mean? Um, so you're going to spend a lot of your initial games like trying to figure out why like China is destroying you in in science because you don't know that you know you needed to make two fishing boats to you know unlock cans or whatever Mm -hmm. um
3: so it feels like something that can be gamed very easily
1: that's another thing it's like but once like so once you take this into multiplayer you're gonna have people like starting to do this like zero sum uh you know perfect strategies that will basically just dominate the the game
0: have you guys have you guys tried multiplayer yet
1: no no no
3: okay
0: so there's something to report back on. Here's a here's my follow up question, Doug. You've heard all this. You're a Civilization Five fan. Would you pick up Six based off what you know now? Yeah.
2: So you really? know, you didn't deter him. I was gonna play. You pick it up anyway. I just haven't yet. I.
3: <laughs> you know what? At the moment, Doug, do you have Civ Four? I probably do. I would just play that. I'm
2: still gonna play Six. <laughs> You can't stop him.
3: Oh, can't yeah, I, I understand, but...
0: I mean, I, I I don't know how true this is because I'm not even remotely a fan of this series, but uh, I've read on a lot of like boards and people talking about the game that Civ actually kind of has a history of not being a game that you buy at launch, like a game that always is improved or, or fixed upon patch. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't know how true that is. I don't have a lot of experience with four or five, but
1: it's been it's been true since four.
0: It sounds it sounds like four has that reputation, and so does. I
1: I didn't buy five until the expansions came out, and then I just bought the like ultimate edition. Um, and if this hasn't been, you know, if this game hasn't, I wasn't reviewing this. I probably wouldn't have played it until the gold edition either.
0: I own Uh five, or is it four? I own one of them. Uh, I don't
1: know, you said the i v or the v
0: <laughs> oh, okay, that was fair., yeah, I had one
3: coming to me., uh, wait, you've maybe... given him a lot of shit about Roman numerals throughout this podcast.
0: Maybe I don't <laughs> own one actually, never mind i don't I don't show one in my Steam library, so never mind, I don't even have the game.
3: <laughs> Good.
0: I mean, wouldn't want i I'm, anyway. I'm willing
3: to believe that part of it is that just because it's still pretty much the same sim or sim formula that. Maybe it's just not. It doesn't do it for me as much as it used to. But I'm pretty sure I could go pick up Civ Four again and still have a pretty good time with it. Did you play Five or have you sat one out? I sat Five out because I understood it was more streamlined for consoles.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: No, that, that, that's not. I mean, maybe at the it never, beginning. It never made when it. it I was when saying, it, launched,
1: it, didn't, it
0: didn't come out on consoles.
1: Oh really? Well, I when don't. it launched, it was um, it was very light on features. Yeah, but um, now that the expansions are out, it's pretty robust and it's it's pretty different. It's just as boring but, as its
0: predecessors.
1: Um, one of the things that Zip, uh five has that's interesting coming from C four was that you couldn't stack units anymore, so you couldn't like have those endless columns of like spearmen and you know fucking stacked on top of each other forever.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing. Is I understand why they did away with that because you would just have you know. 20 legionnaires stacked on top of each other that would just conquer an entire continent that way. At the same time, the inability of units to be on the same tile as each other makes this game a real fucking pain in the ass to get anybody anywhere.
1: Uh, and if you've if you've played 5, you'll probably be more used to it. Uh, essentially, what you need to do is think in terms of formations. Uh, so you put your melees in the front, and then you put your archers like behind them, and then your artillery.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's less, I I really haven't even gotten to that many wars yet, but it's just more like when I'm moving guys around, I wanna I want to go somewhere, but there's a guy here and a mountain there, so I have to have him walk around the entire continent to get to the town on the other side.
1: It does bother I me mean, though. Uh, now in six enemy units, you can't like occupy the same tile with at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like some asshole will put like three workers. Lined up in a row, and if you're in a war then like, if they're blocking that passage and that's it, you can pass.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh even even if it's not their territory, like they can be doing it like in a random place in the map. hmm And that's kind of annoying.
3: Well, I think overall that'd be my takeaway is there were a lot of little things they could have done to really improve upon civilization and they didn't do them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of worried coming into this game because I I didn't play Beyond Earth, but I saw that it was kind of poorly received. Not only the poorly received, but like what I saw of it was kind of um, there were kind of a lot of ideas, I and mean, it felt kind of very derivative from Five. Mm-hmm. And this it hasn't really changed that. Has
0: Has Firaxis made Civilization from the beginning, or where did they start with the series?
1: Uh they started at, at four. Uh, Firaxis is, it was founded by Sid Meier, anyway, so you know technically they should know. Well, actually, they started. With, they it.
0: started with three. It looks like.
1: Oh, with three. Okay.
0: Yeah, but not two or one. Was there a two or one? I don't even know.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Two, oh, I have, two is great.
3: Two was like God. I have such fond memories of two. Um.
1: But um. The Ophiraxis was founded by Sid Meier, so they should know a little bit about how to make a good save game. And it's weird to me because the XCOM uh, games keep getting better and like Civilization is kind of you know, it is their flagship franchise. Mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like they're not, I don't
2: know.
0: Well, it really shouldn't be because they should bring back Gettysburg.
2: <laughs> Shut up, Jared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright.
2: They're going to they're gonna bring Big back Gettysburg and we're going to
3: make you play it. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. nah, fine, whatever.
3: Um, any final? I'll th- figure out some dumb trick about it, and we can record a video where Doug and I have to enslave the most people. Some
0: dumb trick where doctors hate us. Uh, <laughs> any final thoughts on Civilization, you guys?
1: Uh, well, I still have a lot of plays, uh, games to
3: play before I can like, give up. I hope they fix it. Paradise. I still love Civilization.
1: I'm sure. Right now, would. I'm playing on on level five. I think like, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll. Probably try to see if I can How many levels are there? Um like seven or eight. Oh, okay. You mean in terms of difficulty? Yeah.
0: I I assume that's what uh, you meant, yeah.
1: Um so you know, I would probably wanna try to play a uh, a higher level. It seems to me that that the AI they actually like kind of designed the AI to like destroy you. But they just extremely put, like, belligerent. But they, they they just put, like, shackles on it, right, on on the difficulty levels. Like, it doesn't feel, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it feels like I'm playing, I'm playing, like, somebody who has, like, a hand tied behind their back. Mm-hmm. Um. Rather than something, like, of well, a different challenge level. Like, I feel like, right now, if uh, China to the south of me who is uh, the other big power on my continent and wanted to destroy me, they, they probably could do it at any moment. Uh, not in a good way. Like, I feel like the AI is being held back by the constraint of the of the difficulty level. If that makes any sense.
0: It doesn't to me, but I'm sure it did to someone out there who likes
3: something. Something about f- it just feels weird. Yeah, it feels like...
0: Some, do you Do you ever think that some of this is just like... It's not the same, and that bugs me. Like, because there, mm-hmm. there have been sequels like that before that came out where, you know, for the most part, everything was the same, but it wasn't the same, and that was enough to like, actually, if anything, wrong. the AI is too much the
1: same. <laughs> That's kind of part of the problem. Mm. So, w- w- let me put it this way, Jared. Remember, like, in the old Mortal Kombat, that like, if you put it in the EC, um, the Difficulty, like basically, they would just stand there and let you punch them in the face and your heart's content. It kind of feels like that. Okay. Like, you know, they're not really like fighting.
0: I'm glad that you thought the only way I could understand this was with Mortal Kombat. Yes. And even then, I don't understand sometimes.
1: I don't expect you to
0: check
3: Not a deep no man. So you know when you're playing Hearthstone and you go to get a Mountain Dew oh, and Heartstone. a pizza hot
0: pocket? I know all about Hearthstone and Mountain Dew. I bought a lot of Mountain Dew today and I still don't have my Titanfall goals fulfilled. But we'll talk so about you're that. That's yeah, what I thought. We, we can but... talk about that next week. Go from there. <laughs> um. All right. Well, there you go. Civ 6. Civ we will We'll touch on it again and talk about it a little bit more in the future, I think yeah and i think yeah. that uh i think that probably does it for us today so um if you enjoyed our podcast you should go check out our website enemy you should follow us on facebook and twitter we're at the enemy slime on both of those services and um i think that's good that's good enough so with that i do believe we are out i'll be three care about